Good morning, KYMN listeners. I'm Liz Campbell, here today with my co-host... Evan Lowe. And you are listening to Raider Rap. Today we are here with... A.J. Reister. Raider class of 2022. <laughs> A.J., does it feel weird to be on the other side of the mic? This is really weird, because Mac and I were driving over here for this, and I turned to him and was like, I'm kind of nervous. Like I've never been on this side of the mic or for an interview. I'm always the one doing the interviews but now you guys are the ones asking me questions it's a little weird i feel like there's more pressure on me i also feel like i've never been an interviewee but as an interviewer Mm -hmm. i feel like it would be easier to be interviewed because like that's what i always thought being the interviewer you have to like have all the questions and have everything together and the other person kind of just has to show up and like Mm -hmm. answer questions but they're put on the spot. That's they also, are. that's true. But I mean, at least I like show them the questions I'm gonna ask, just mm-hmm. so they're a little bit prepared. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm biased. I don't know. Well, that's what I did too. But even just coming in today, I was like, oh, like I'm gonna have to come up with answers on the spot. Like when I was doing the interviews, I always kind of knew what I was gonna say. I kind of had an idea of what the other person would say and what I could go off of. But now I'm like, oh, I gotta come up with stuff on the spot. I don't know exactly what I'm going to say for the rest of this interview. And that's okay, AJ. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. <laughs> Could you believe how many years ago did you start this? I started doing, I took over Raider Rap three, three, over three years ago. I started my, the winter of my sophomore year. I started doing it. And who'd you take over? Or who'd so, you take it over from? There was a guy named Dusty Bud who'd been doing it for a really long time. The guy who did the Raider rap, he called a lot of the football games and basketball games and things like that. But he more or less stepped down to kind of go off and do his own thing. I'm not exactly sure where he is now. I just know that he doesn't work here anymore. And so there's an opening. And my dad was already working here, and he said, there's an opening for sports here, and I know it's what you want to do for a living. Just come in and talk to Jeff. So That's actually really cool. Yeah, I eventually got the guts to come in and say, hey, I'm a high school athlete, and I know all these athletes, so it'd be pretty easy for me to get them in for interviews. And he said, okay, you're hired. And that was that. That's good. <laughs> yep. That was, and I just took it off from there. Yeah. How long before you went and talked to Jeff did you know that you wanted to go into journalism? Well, I, in middle school, I got the idea because I was doing a middle school morning news show. Mm-hmm. I did Minnesota sports. A lot of my classmates still give me crap about that. <laughs> but I did that in middle school, and I really enjoyed it. And I just figured, you know, hey, maybe it's something I could do if I don't like, keep going with sports myself. I could do, like, sports broadcasting or something. So when this whole thing came up, I was like, oh, this could be, like, a good opportunity. But it took me a little bit to, like, actually want to do it because, you know, I was in sports I take a lot of advanced classes. Like I was already very busy. I was working on my Eagle Scout, all these things. So like I already didn't have a lot of time, but I knew it was going to be beneficial for me. And I even talked with some of my teachers. Like, do you think this is a good idea for me to do for like what I want to do later on in life? And they said, absolutely. If you don't take this, it's going to be a huge mistake. So I did it. I told my teachers that I was going to be spending more time on this. They understood and. Yeah, that's, I caught the guts to finally do it. And here we are today. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Yep. Your brag sheet, like the teachers <laughs> call it when you give them, yeah. give your brag sheet to the teachers. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. How, how, do you, how did you balance everything? I just 
I knew I knew that I it would be worth it and I enjoyed doing it. Like I enjoyed all the sports I was in. I enjoyed doing the radio show and I knew that getting my Eagle Scout would be beneficial. I knew sticking in sports, I knew sticking with the radio show would be super beneficial for me. And I'm very self motivated, so it doesn't take like money or like rewards for me to go out and do something. I just go out and do it. So I kinda I really had to work on my time management. I couldn't hang out with friends as much. I couldn't go out and party on the weekends. I had to come in here, edit, get interviews done during the week, get in my workouts in the morning and and I just I found self-motivation just because I knew it was going to be worth it in the end. and I think it's been very beneficial so far. Yeah, you've been quite the workhorse. <laughs> Thank you. You've been a good leader in all three sports. You said that you found love in all three sports that you do. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about your love for each of your sports? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I first started in baseball. That was the first sport I fell in love with. I played that since basically I could walk until my sophomore year. I just love baseball. That's the only thing I knew. I grew up, instead of, you know, watching Disney Channel or whatever, I was watching baseball games and reading books about, like, the greatest baseball players of all time. Like, that's all. Like, instead of, like, hearing fairy tales about Cinderella, I was listening, I was being told stories about Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams and stuff. That's how I grew up. Um, and then my seventh grade year, no, technically my sixth grade year, Will Bowmaster and I became really good friends, and we decided to try the Jingle Bell Run for the first time, because we're like, oh, a 5K, how hard can that be? We go out there and do it uh, with Will's dad, and we did terrible, (laughs) but Jen Rauch, who used to be one of the coaches on the cross-country team, saw us and said, you guys need to go out for cross-country. And we had no idea what that was. All we knew is that there was 5Ks involved and T-shirts. And we were like, okay, sounds good to us. We signed up. Neither of us actually got in all of our paperwork for the first day, so we couldn't actually participate with the team. But once we were officially a part of the team, it, I mean, it felt like family right away. Yeah. All the upperclassmen let us in. I mean, I don't know if you guys know Kenyon, but he was – a senior my eighth grade year but he was basically my mentor for my first two years because he would on our runs we would talk about like what it's like to first go on your first drive with your driver's license and things like that and just life lessons like that and then I'd get continue to get to know the new upperclassmen like Josh Beisel, Big Johnny, Owen Halls, Chris Frago, Martin Bryce, all those guys and then it just kept getting passed down passed down and just felt so close and then when it was my turn to take over I was like I've had all the training in the world to take over this team and it just kind of just flowed I just let all that all those upperclassmen that were teaching me throughout the last six years just flow into what I was doing for cross country and I just I loved it I sucked for a little bit towards the end after my injuries but I didn't care because I loved the team more than the awards that I got when I was fast so that's cross country. <laughs> swimming was a little bit of a different story. I had tried swimming before when I was little, and I quit because I wasn't a huge fan of it. And then Nick Barine actually uh, got me into it when I was in seventh grade, and it basically felt like cross country. There were so many cross country guys that were on the swim team, so it was it's basically the same thing. The upperclassmen took me in. They kept teaching me life lessons, and I just fell in love with the team. I loved swimming in the water, feeling fast, and 
again, just like cross country, it was kind of just an easy flow once I took over my senior year and just felt like a family again. And then I played baseball my freshman and sophomore year, which I really enjoyed because I always loved baseball, but it didn't feel as close-knit of a family like cross country and swimming did. So that's why I decided to join track my junior and senior year. It paid off. It felt much more like cross country and swimming. It was this very similar people. It was a very similar atmosphere, and we had a lot of success. So going to state the last two years, yeah, I think it was. It felt like family, and we had a lot of success. So I fell in love with all those sports and had a good time with it. Had made a lot of new friends. You found a lot of success throughout <laughs> your three sports, like with leadership and everything. Mm -hmm. But you've also dealt with a lot of downs with. Um, a lot of injuries mm -hmm. and those ups and downs can be tough how do you, how do you think you battled through it i always had hope that i could get back when i first got injured my freshman year i continued to work out on like the elliptical and the bike and things like that and towards the end of the year i actually had my best time even though i only ran three races i ran a 1651 almost got to state and like one MVP and I'd only ran three races. So I said, oh, I can just do it again next year if I yeah. get healthy. How much time did you drop to when you ran that 16.51? Like 30 seconds from yeah. conference sessions. <laughs> I dropped like 30 seconds. Yeah. It was Which is like really, like for people who don't know about running, like that's really good. Mm -hmm. Especially at the varsity level. Yeah, <laughs> especially like at that <laughs> level. Like if you're <laughs> like, if you're running like a 16 minute 5K and you drop 30 seconds, like that's insane. Yeah, it was... It, I don't know where it came from because I hadn't been running all year. I, it just, conference, I ran like a 1720-something, and then sessions, I ran a 1650. I don't know where it came from. It just happened. Um, but the injuries continued through the even the baseball season, which was my freshman and sophomore year. I continued to still feel the injuries that I had in cross country. But I always just had that little bit of hope that I could make a comeback and, you know, score big points for the team, get the team to state. And I always had that little bit of hope. No matter how far down I got, I knew that if I just kept trying, that eventually I would be able to get back. And I did my senior year for track season. I finally got through it, found a way to get myself healthy enough to run the races that were important, and then got back to state. So Did enough Adam stretches. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching is key, guys. <laughs> So with all of your sports, you've talked about them being family-like, and mm -hmm. they definitely have been family-like. I've, I'm very honored to have been in all three sports with <laughs> I'm you. I'm honored to have you be a part of it, Evan, and yeah. you, Liz. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the things that make it so much fun? I'd say just we include everybody. At least we try to as much as we can. We don't, like the underclassmen don't go off and do their own things, and the upperclassmen don't go off and do their own things. We try to mingle together as much as we can in all three of the sports like no matter what we're doing whether it's cross country we're doing team bondings like the upperclassmen are invited to come over to the campouts with the upperclassmen the underclassmen are invited to go play capture the flag with everybody like everyone is involved in everything and swimming we do the peer coaching the upperclassmen coach the underclassmen and we're all cheering each other on no matter what level we're at like that's what we especially this year i feel like with me mac will Aiden and Owen and Franklin and all those captains that I was captains with, the biggest thing we wanted to hit home was supporting each other no matter how fast or slow you were. And I feel like 
oh, especially over the last few years, and especially this year, we really hit home on that, and everyone likes it. I mean, I love getting cheered for. Mm-hmm. I love it when people are clapping for me and yelling my name. I love it. And I know other people love that too, and I think because we hit that so much, that it just feels closer, and then we do those team bondings, and we feel even closer, and then we fight through the hard workouts together, which makes us feel even closer. After all of that, it feels more like a family than just a team. So, And that's the big thing I wanted to happen this year because when I would interview like the wrestling team who had huge success, they were going to state every year. They were placing at state every year. They always, I mean, these are wrestlers. You don't expect them to say words like, we feel like a family. We feel closer than a family. You expect them to be like mean, rough, and tough, and don't say anything. But they talked so much about how they felt like a family. I was like, okay. That's how you get success. If the wrestling team is going to state every year and the big words they're using is family, I think that's what we need to do for our for all of our seasons. So that's what I tried to bring to it and I think it worked out pretty yeah. well. <laughs> you definitely you definitely <laughs> created a legacy for yourself here at Northfield. Thank you. As a captain and as a athlete. And so kind of looking forward into college, like you said earlier, you took this job because it had always been your dream to do sports broadcasting like where are you going with that in college and further in life so I actually had a zoom meeting earlier this week about this so uh, when I went and visited in the spring I went and talked with like the Daily Iowan which is their newspaper their, I went and talked with their TV station I went and talked with their radio station and they looked at my resume and said yeah okay you're gonna come in here and get started right away so when I finally accepted going to the University of Iowa, I emailed out, I reached out like earlier this week, and they said, okay, I need to sit down, have a Zoom meeting. I talked through it all, and they said, yep, you're going to go through a week of basic training, you're going to fly through that, and then you're going to basically go off and cover whatever sports are available. So I'm going to be writing about soccer, floor hockey, football, anything that's in the fall right away. And I also got the email address from one of the guys at Big Ten Network so I can start working well on the production side and on the play-by-play side with Big Ten Network almost right away. And that is going to be huge for me because Big Ten Network is like national TV. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the goal right there. So getting those connections early I think is going to be huge for what I'm trying to do in the sports broadcasting business. So that's kind of what my plans are for literally two weeks. <laughs> Throughout high school, you've definitely done a great job with the Raider rap. Thank you. But you've also done a lot. You've been a workhorse. I've said the <laughs> theme of the day. AJ's a workhorse, but um, he does play-by-play and color. Mm-hmm. And in college, do you think that you'll do more of like the interview writing side or the, try to get in the play-by-play color side? I definitely want to focus on the play-by-play because that's what I want to do after college. I want to go to these big stations and do play-by-play. But like Corey Provis told me when I was in eighth grade, Corey Provis is the play-by-play announcer for the Minnesota Twins and for Big Ten Network. He told me when I was in eighth grade, just do everything, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's like frisbee golf. Just do it. Just cover it all. So my that's why I, that was my mindset going into this job was just take everything in, do everything that I can, and that's the mindset I'm going to Iowa with. Like I said, I would. I would take, I'd go in and take pictures for photography. I would go in and write stories. I'd interview athletes. I would 
do like a morning segment or a news anchor. I mean, that's not even sports related, but I'd go in and do news anchor. I would do, I'm going to do play by play. I'm going to do production. I'm going to do absolutely everything that I can so that everybody knows me and I know every single aspect of the sports broadcasting that I'll just be able to basically do whatever I want because I'll know it all. And that's kind of the mindset I'm, I have going into it. It's just being able to do it all so that if they need me, I can just go do it. I, they don't need to train me in. Yeah, and doing it all, who knows? You might find <laughs> something that you like that you exactly. didn't know that you would. Exactly. And so for sports broadcasting, like, what are you majoring in in college to kind of further your career, I guess? Yeah, yeah. yeah I am majoring in journalism and mass communications with a minor in sports and rec management. So I'm getting the journalism and the communications in my major, and then I'm also getting the business side of sports in my minor. So I get the best of both worlds in the sports business, basically. What I'm really excited for is going to those Big Ten football games, those Big Ten basketball games, because those guys are getting drafted into the NFL and NBA and WNBA. Like Those are future stars that I could possibly have connections with when they're in college. So... And not to mention the atmosphere is hype in those in those arenas and stadiums. So that's what I'm really excited for. Yeah. With college, I'm sure you're super excited to further your journalism and production side of it. But I'm sure Iowa's a pretty fun college. What are you most excited for this um, four years? I'm just, I mean, obviously I'm very excited about the whole sports thing that's been my whole life. But I'm also excited just to explore expand my bubble of people that I know. So I know a lot of people in Northfield. I know people in the surrounding area, but I haven't really been able to. I mean, the University of Iowa is almost twice the size of Northfield. Like, the school alone is almost twice the size of Northfield. So I'm going to get to know a lot of people who know even more people who know even more people. So I'm hoping I can expand my bubble a lot and really get my name out there so that more people will you know, know who I am and what I do and what I could possibly bring to the table. So uh, that's what I'm most excited for, is just getting to know all those people and then hopefully getting more doors open for me. And then what aspects of college are you excited for that you didn't really get to experience here in high school? 40,000 people screaming at a football stadium. <laughs> I mean, the atmosphere at Northfield football games is hype, but not a lot of my friends like to go to the, those games, so that's why I went up into the press box a little bit more. And I, I mean, I loved calling the football games, but I know it kind of draws a lot of people away from going to the press box because their friends are down there and it's super fun to be in the student section. At the University of Iowa, there's like that place. I mean, the first, no, all seven home games are already sold out. And the football season is still weeks away. So you already know that place is going to be absolutely rocking. And we have a solid football team, like you said. I mean, Big Ten West champions last year. I mean, it, that place is going to be loud and it's going to be rocking and it's going to be some good hard football and I'm very excited not just to you know be there and experience being in the student section or being down on the field reporting or being up in the press box I mean just being in there and being a part of that hype of 40,000 plus people there watching a football game that's what I'm really excited for <laughs> so let's take it back over to the high schools okay. side of things You've talked a lot about a lot of like family bonding, a lot of like mm -hmm. traditions. Could you go into some of your favorite team bonding moments or traditions <laughs> throughout the years? Well, one of my favorite moments, and it was more, 
I wouldn't say moment, but it was kind of just the season overall. I think it was my freshman year. Josh Beisel and Big Johnny were the captains. And we were all like a close-knit group that year. We were like super, super close. And one day, <laughs> we went on a target run. You know, we'll just like a normal target run. But we decided to go inside this time. And right at the front of the store, there's just a bunch of tiki torches. All right, guys, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so we grab tiki torches, we grab some lighters, <laughs> we buy them, and we go to the top of St. Olaf Hill. We light, we light it on fire, and we have the tiki torch throughout the rest of the year. We're bringing it to meets. We're bringing it every day to practice. And it became like a symbol almost. Like we would, whenever it was there, we got hyped. For absolutely no reason. It's just something that we bought at Target. That's some Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then one time, the girl stole it from us and, like, painted it pink and stuff. And That's we, good. So we broke it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In retaliation. It was it was really funny. But that that whole just saga, the, the Tiki Torch saga, basically, it was so fun. And that year was just so fun because we all got so close over a tiki torch it was just such a cross-country thing like what other group of friends or team is going to bond over a tiki torch i don't know i can't name any other team so that that was really fun but the big tradition i'd say for me that i really enjoyed is the camp out and that was actually my idea my freshman year i came up with it on that same run that we got the tiki torch we were talking about possibly doing a camp out out at iron bridge i was like guys that'd be super fun what if we made like a team bonding experience made like a saturday practice and like hold on this is an idea we pitched it to coach nicole and sure enough here we are now and we do it every year we boys sleep at one house girls sleep at the other house try to prank each other and it's great every year i mean the first year we did it was when the boys tore down the girls tents at like five o'clock in the morning and I, that memory will forever stick with me because we had the tiki torch pounded into Coach Nicole's backyard, lit on fire, and then we all just tore down the girls' tents and booked it. <laughs> and someone had, like, a Donald Trump, like, pants on. It had, like, his face where, you know, the goodies are supposed to be. <laughs> and there's videos of us doing those sorts of things that night. It was that, and that tradition has carried on, thankfully ever since we started that my freshman year and I hope you guys keep it going because I think it's a lot of fun and the fact that it was started by a couple of freshmen like me and Will were the ones who had that idea and then the upperclassmen ran with it and now here we are it's a tradition that we do every year so I think that's just really cool for me and also a lot of high school cross-country teams like boys and girls are separate mm -hmm. but at Northfield we're like a very much a co-ed team how do you think that kind of ties into like the family aspects of cross country? Oh, I love, I love it. I mean, sure, when the boys are together, we're gonna be boys, and when the girls are together, they're gonna be the girls' team and things like that. And like, it's good to have their own separate team bondings. Like when we do the camp out, yeah, the boys go off and they camp out, and the girls go out and camp out at their house. But when we come together to work out together and do the team bondings together. It just feels more complete, like we, ha like we have the other half of our team with us. And then when the boys' team gets loud for the girls' team, that means and the girls' team gets loud for the boys' team, that means you don't see that from other teams. You don't see the girls' team cheering for the boys and the boys' team cheering for the girls. Like Northfield, 
is known for that. If you ask other coaches, we are known for that. And it's just something that no other team does. But it's just, it just feels more like a team because it's boys and girls cross country. It's not the boys cross country team coached by blah, 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 and the girls cross country team coached by blah, blah, blah. It's the boys and girls cross country team coached by Coach Nicole and Coach Smith. It's together. And that's, it just feels more like a team, feels more like a family, and we're known for it. And just, I don't know, it feels complete. So yeah. I like it. We've talked a lot about cross country because it is mm-hmm. something really special. And I think another <laughs> uh, special thing that I think doesn't get, t- doesn't get talked about <laughs> is that AJ produces music. AJ is a part of the... Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what do you mean I produce music? I, I was a little confused for yeah. saying to and I was like, oh. Wait, hold on. I'm not prepared for this question. I, I see where you're going with this now. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so... <laughs> Robbie Swenson was a senior last year, and he's like a rapper, right? He's a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper, basically. <laughs> and it was actually Will's idea, because the year before, his junior year, Robbie's senior year, they did the conference commotion rap, and the whole team loved it, right? Like, they actually came up with that idea in the back of my car when Mac and I went into Quick Trip, and they came up with that idea to do that. And then they did it for track two, and that one, that one was a hit as well, as we can say. Um, but then this year, our senior year, we're like, guys, we need to do something big. We need to do something even bigger than conference commotion and whatever the track one was. <laughs> so we, at first it was kind of a joke. Like, Will was super into it and the rest of us were kind of laughing. And then finally I stood up and said, let's do it. And he literally picked me up, threw me into his car, and we drove to Robbie's house. We didn't even tell him that we were coming. We just showed up at his house and said, Robbie, are we, can we do this? And he said, yeah. And within a week or two, we had recorded all of our lines, and they were so fire. They were so fire. <laughs> I remember one day at summer practices, Ruthie and I were waiting for Clara to give us a ride home, mm-hmm. and you guys were all just like, like talking about it. Like we were all in like a little circle, and we were all talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you and Will stood up and like went off in Will's car, and then you came back like 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Well, we talked to Robbie." And yeah, was like, okay. that was the day. Yeah, that was the day. It all I started. was there. And then the claim to fame. There you go. And then the big thing, the big prank that we enjoyed pulling on you guys, like, oh, guys, one week away, one week away, it's coming out. Just wait one more week. And then it just it didn't come out till like, the end of the year. <laughs> but it was we kind of figured you guys were getting tired of it, so we just kept pushing it. <laughs> I think it was, it was fun to, to do it on senior night, though. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that that wasn't planned for us to wait for senior night. It's just that it took Robbie forever to edit it. <laughs> we fully planned on having it ready before the beginning of the season. It just, he didn't get it done until senior night, which ended up working out perfectly. So, yeah. Not only is AJ quite the prankster and just like the, <laughs> the lightheartedness, but AJ gets deep sometimes. And as a captain, that's really great. He's made a couple motivational videos. That one, I actually had that idea over the summer with one of my other captains that she ended up stepping down but we won't get into that (laughs) but I had this whole idea I was like what if at the section banquet I have all these seniors like make this video and I put it behind music and it gets you know gets them all hyped up and I had that idea at the beginning of the summer like it we we were months away from sections really like we were months away and then I had this idea, and I knew and it was always in the back of my head. Whenever like we were getting ready for a meet, I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta remember to do this for sections. I gotta remember to do this for sections." 
finally it was conference so i'm a it's a week away <laughs> i finally start to text everyone that all the numbers that i have from previous captains and previous people who were on the team it's like what do you guys think of this idea and like when they all loved it they all loved the idea and they were totally on board with it they were all i asked them to make like 30 second videos some of them were like 10 minutes <laughs> just because they had so much to say and some of them I mean, they, I mean, they were great. They were great videos. And at some point, I hope that I just send them all out to you guys because obviously I only took snippets of it to put it into the video because I couldn't have it be like 20 minutes long. But all the videos were great. And originally, I was just going to put each of the... So for some more background, all these people that I contacted, they were either captains, alumni, and like people who were successful and some who weren't even that successful in cross country. They were just people who were on the team that made a difference on the cross country team because of their leadership and because they loved the sport. So those were the people I wanted to aim at. And even Wendy, Wendy Bolin wasn't even on the cross country team, but she showed up to every summer practice just because she loved being around the team. So I wanted her to be a part of the video. So I take, so that I take all their videos and I didn't really know what to do with them at first because at first I was just going to have each person have their own video and call it good. But I kept thinking about it. I was like, okay, I can like stitch this into basically a speech. And that's what I did, put some music behind it, and it turned out way better than I thought. And, uh, and they all, I sent it to all the alumni that helped me out with the video. They all loved it. They were crying. I know Clara was crying. crying. <laughs> I started crying when I was I supposed to go up there after the video. And I started crying, so I was like, I just should have shut it off. And just, I was like, I can't do this. So it was, that was, that meant a lot to me just because all of them did reach back out to me. Like, when they graduated, some of them, when they graduated, I was like in eighth grade. I like barely, and, but they still remembered me. They still cared about the team, and they were willing to do it. And it meant a lot to me. And I think it meant a lot to you guys as well. And it was totally worth it. I spent hours on it, but it was all worth it. It, w it was beautiful. <laughs> it really was. Like earlier said, you said that you were going to make it to get us hyped. Like you really just like you like you hit <laughs> yeah, us I close know. to home and you it was less hype and more just like motivation. Yeah, that's what it ended up being. It wasn't that wasn't the original plan, but that's what it ended up being. So I think it worked. <laughs> We've talked a lot about cross country. Mm -hmm. Is there any other uh, things you, you'd want to tap into with swim and track? Yeah, I mean, cross country is the only sport that I was in for all six years. Swimming, I was in it for five. I took a one-year break to try Nordic. It was fun, but I missed the swim team. But when I joined swimming, it was the first time I actually started lifting, too. So that was a whole nother realm that I had to get used to. And then... I was not a great swimmer for the first two years I on the team. I was in the worst lane. I was in lane one. It, I couldn't get up to like lane four or five until like my sophomore year. But Davis kept leaving me. All the upperclassmen kept leaving me. So I just kept pushing and pushing and doing everything Davis said. If he needed me to be at JV Conference, that's where I was. If he needed me to try and step up and swim the 500, that's what I did. I was willing to do anything for the team and ended up working out. I finally got my shot at varsity this year. My, my senior year, I went and swam at the U of M for, I mean, the true, true team. team state. And then the team got to state. I didn't go to state, but, you know, I swam in sections for the first time in the entire time I was on the, I was on the team for five years. And my senior year, I finally got to sections for swimming. And that meant a lot. It didn't go as planned because my goggles fell off, but we don't talk about that. It's not like I still have nightmares about it, but... <laughs> 
it it was it was a lot if even though I was only in it for five years, it still felt a lot like cross country, just with different people and a completely different sport. Mm-hmm. It felt like a family, it felt like I was very motivated to go out there and do it, and I even had a little bit of success at the end, yeah, and then track and field <laughs> we'll dive into that quick. They Balo asked me to join the high school team as an eighth grader, which only happens. It happens more frequently now because of how young our cross-country team is. But at the time, Will, Clara, and I, and Grace Dickerson were the only ones that got called up to run high school track as eighth graders. And I immediately made varsity. I ran on the section 4 by 8 team, and we got dead last. So I took a two-year break to play baseball, came back my junior year. I broke five right away in the mile, and then I realized that I was halfway decent at the 800 because I ran it. 212 my first time that I did that which was like 15 seconds faster than I ran my 8th grade year it's like okay this is something we can do by the end of the year we qualified for state I ended up being an alternate because Will Tadona is a beast at just about everything he does um, so my junior year I got a taste at the state meet I said this is where I need to be next year to close out my senior year for me to feel successful there were some shaky times there in the middle yeah. <laughs> there were some times I didn't know if we were going to make it but we all believed in each other and ended up working out. Finally got up to the state meet, my, the absolute last chance I had in my high school career, but we went up and did it. and It was a blast, and I hope you guys can make it three years in a row. <laughs> now to switch it over to a little bit of more like the Raider rap and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, what has been your favorite like game to call, play-by-play or color? That, that, that's tough. Because football was the first sport that I started calling, and I was doing color with Jimmy, who also does the Raider rap, and he needed some help because he was doing play-by-play. At that time, we were only doing it on the radio. We weren't live-streaming or nothing. It was just old-school radio. At that time, it was the COVID year, so we were outside on the bleachers in the freezing cold. We weren't allowed to go in the press box. And he could not write notes and do play-by-play at the same time, so he said, you need to come help me. So that was the first time I'd ever gone on air. I was doing color for high school football. I mean, I already loved football, but once I started calling it, I started to love it even more. I wanted to learn more about the game. And then this year I got to do play-by-play, which was even more fun. And then I even enjoyed calling volleyball, believe it or not. Like, volleyball is super fun to call for play-by-play. Another one that I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but I really did, was wrestling. I called the wrestling state meet up at the XL Energy Center. And I think that was the most compliments and listens we had all year because the matches were close. I mean, the wrestlers did their job and made it entertaining. Sean Murphy and I just was telling what was happening. And when the exciting parts happened, we genuinely got excited because, one, Sean Murphy's son is Owen Murphy, who's wrestling. And I'm friends with all the guys on the mat that are trying to win. So it didn't take much for us to get all hyped up and when they did go out there and upset all those teams, I mean, we were bottom-ranked at the state meet, and we went out there and took the consolation championship. Like, we were not expected to do that at all. And all of them were close matches. They all came down to the last match, and it was just so exciting. Like, it was, I didn't think I was going to enjoy calling it that much just because I didn't know much about wrestling, but I knew how to read a clock, and I knew how to read a scoreboard. Sean took care of the rest. <laughs> it ended up being so much fun. But baseball and softball, I mean, baseball I know best because that's why I played since I was a kid. And that's why I always dreamed of myself calling. 
So if I had to pick one, it would probably be baseball. Oh, but I also loved college hockey. <laughs> hockey was also very surprising. I didn't know anything about hockey, but Jimmy <laughs> taught me the game so well, and it's so fast-paced that I was just talking like so fast. It's boom, boom, boom. Goal, shot, boom, boom, save. And it was so fast and so fun. And in, the, in every hockey arena you go to, it gets so loud. It was awesome, but I still have, probably have to go with baseball just because that's what I always envision myself doing. Whenever I watch baseball games on TV, I just call it in my head. Whenever I go to Target Field to watch a Twins game, I call it in my head. And when I got to go up and call the state championship game at Target Field, it just felt like everything was coming true. I got my scholarship down on Target Field, and then went up to the press box and called the state championship game at Target Field, which I'd always like envisioned myself doing calling games at Target Field, and I finally got to do it. So I'd probably have to say baseball just because of how much I've loved the sport for so long, and, yeah, I've always just envisioned myself doing it. There, there, there are so many fun sports to call. Like, I call lacrosse. I called, I called swimming and diving. Mm-hmm. How do you call swimming and diving? I don't know. I figured it out, and it was a lot of fun, and I had thousands of people watching, mm-hmm. and I didn't get any complaints. So and diving was weird to call. I don't know anything about diving. Like I said about wrestling, I could read the scoreboard. So that's what I read. That's what I announced. And they loved it, and I said, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, base. hopefully that's the one. I mean, that's the one I want to go into later on in life. And that's the one I've always just known the best. And I don't know. That's probably going to be the one that I enjoy the most. Now switching over to like the the radio rap and the radio show. Yeah, you've had a long since sophomore year till senior summer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's happened. What have been your favorite moments with that? I mean, there have been a lot of successful stories that have come through Northfield since I've taken over. I mean, swimming has done exceptionally well going to state. So many times wrestling has done exceptionally well going to state all the time. Volleyball is. Went 44-0 and last year. That was a great story to follow. But it wasn't necessarily those stories that I followed are the ones that I necessarily remember the interviews. The interviews I remember the most are the ones where I had people that came in here and we would take half an hour to get ready because <laughs> they couldn't stop laughing. We would just have a regular conversation and we were just laughing it up. And we'd look at the clock and realize that we'd been in here for 30 minutes and we hadn't even started the interview. And then it'd take us another 30 minutes to get through the interview because we were just having so much fun. So, like, one that I remember is I had Jolie Harris and Tori Konowski in here, both of them gymnasts. I knew nothing about gymnastics. It took us a solid 30, 35 minutes to start the interview. And then I got maybe, like, 10 minutes of actual interview stuff. But it was just that interview just, just embodied what I enjoyed about this job because you talk to those kind of people and you just sit here for... You could sit here for hours on end if you had the time and just talk to them and enjoy it. Talk about s- any sport. I mean, I knew nothing about gymnastics, but it was probably one of the most fun interviews I'd done. And another part that I really enjoyed about it, going off of that, is last year I interviewed Monique Thiebrath and Katie Brust. Monique graduated my seventh grade year, and Katie graduated my eighth grade year. And they both were super willing to come in here, and they were so excited. And it was a blast. Like, I hadn't seen Monique since I was in seventh grade. I hadn't seen Katie since I was in eighth grade. And they came in here. We talked for over half an hour just talking about life and just having a great time, laughing our butts off. 
and they, ha they hadn't seen me since I was in middle school. And here I am now. At that time, I was a rising senior. We were just catching up. And it was crazy to me to think about that. Like I, would, I used to run with Katie and Monique. Katie used to be faster than me. <laughs> and it was just crazy to catch up with them and be able to talk to, to them for over half an hour. This job gave me that opportunity. But interviewing your friends will always, like when I interviewed last year, I interviewed Jana Jansen and Nicole Thieverath for Girls Track. It was a very similar thing. I was already good friends with them, but since we were in this setting, and it's supposed to be a serious setting, <laughs> they, they could not stop laughing. And if you go back and listen to that interview, we say some of the weirdest things that have actually nothing to do with track. But it's just fun. It was funny. And that's what I love about doing this is that you have those conversations that you'd never have just like passing by them in the hallway because you have this time to sit down for however long you want as long as no one has to come in here and you know record stuff you have however long you want to just talk about sports life outside of sports and school like just anything and then you get to share it with everybody else and they have that interview for the rest of their lives they can go back whenever they want onto the website and go back and listen to it and I always have the originals. <laughs> I have the original, uh, every original interview I've done, I have on that computer. The, you can find the edited version on the website, but the unedited version will always be with me. <laughs> what has been the longest unedited inter interview to edited, if that makes sense? <sighs> like how much time have you cut off? Yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, with the Jolie and Tori interview, I mean, we were in there for a solid hour but I didn't start recording till like half an hour in, and then I had to take out some serious time. I, I took off, I think, almost 15 or 16 minutes. And that's same with Jaina and Nicole, who I interviewed last year. Like, I literally sent them a video of, like, we were in there for like half an hour, and the interview ended up being like 11 minutes. <laughs> just because that, there was just so much laughing and off-topic stuff that we couldn't have in the interview because it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> Like th th those are the like like I said, those are the interviews that I just love because youth, the people that were in the room, are the only ones that know that that ever happened. <laughs> Unless you come in here and listen to the unedited version, but I mean, yeah, probably like fifteen or sixteen minutes is like the most I've had to cut off of an interview. <laughs> and it's more because I start I clicked record before we were actually ready, and then there's just like half and like fifteen minutes of stuff before we actually get started. And then there's some stuff in between where there's just like inappropriate stuff or, you know, like obnoxious amount of laughing <laughs> that I have to edit out. But other than, I mean, yeah, 15 or 16 minutes is the most I've ever had to edit down. But there was one time where I interviewed Ellen Varley and Zibby Hannaful for Girls Swimming and Diving. And that interview, I think, went over half an hour long, even after I edited it. It was over half an hour long. So we had to cut it up into two different interviews basically and we had to play one one week and the second half the next week because they were just too long and Jimmy had to get his interviews in so we just had to split it up and I think that's the only time I've ever had to do that but it's just another one of those interviews where we just kept going and going and going and there's just nothing I couldn't take out the good stuff because that's what people wanted to hear so I just had to split it up so there there were those types of interviews that I'll always remember too you had the dream to like go into sports broadcasting and things like that. What advice do you have for people with the same dream? I'll just tell you what Corey Provis told me when I was in eighth grade. Do absolutely everything that is thrown your way. When I 
first got this job, like I said at the beginning of this interview, when I first was told that this was an opening, I was hesitant. I didn't know if I was going to have the time. Just do it. Make the time. Make the commitment. Just do it. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. Like, you might get some friend time cut out. You might get some free time cut out. But at the end of the day, is that free time that you had with your friends for three hours going to be more important than the time you spent actually getting work done that you can put on your resume in three years? Like, what's going to be more important in three years? And I kept telling myself that. Keep telling people that, too. Like, just think about how what's going to be more important. Three hours at your friend's house doing something stupid or an hour in here editing? What's going to be more important? in three years like what are you going to be able to show the college counselor in three years are you going to be able to show them those do you want to show them those videos that you took at your friend's house or do you want to show them that interview that you took that you spent a lot of time working on that's really good um and just like i said just continue to take everything and take no matter whether it's criticism constructive criticism or opportunities just take it all no matter what it is just take it all and then eventually, you know, you'll be able to sift things in and out and make time. I mean, I still had time to hang out with friends. I still have great, I still have great memories with friends. But I was also, I also was, I also knew what I needed to do so I could be successful going into college and into what I want to do later in life. So, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, AJ, so much for being in here with us. We have humongous <laughs> shoes to fill. We really do. It's very intimidating. Well, I can already tell that you guys will be, be way better than me in a, like a year and a half. Like I can already tell just based on the interviews, interviews you guys have already done. You guys have no problem. All of your experience, like all of like your like mistakes and stuff, mm -hmm. you got to share with us so we don't have to make those mistakes. Exactly. And so we're already a step ahead of you because of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. There you go. And that's why you guys will be way better than me. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, AJ. Thank you. You've given me so many opportunities. <laughs> I've loved having you as a my mentor. Yes. And thanks for taking it all in instead of just running away. <laughs> and the same to you. Way to way to run with it. I know you guys are gonna do great. You are listening to the Raider Rap on KYMN ninety five point one, the one. Tune in next week for more sports.